Today on the show, I'm happy to have Harsh Murari. He's a CEO of VisionFi AI. They're building AI solutions for workplace safety and security. So this is only one of two companies, Harsh. So how do you run two companies at the same time? So the second company, the e-commerce company, is mostly managed by my wife. So I have a lot of flexibility in managing VisionFi. And what we do there is we use computer vision and we develop scenarios which can help workplace safety. So primarily our customers are manufacturing clients, hotel industry, but we want to reduce accidents. That's our main goal with using Vision AI as a tool to reduce, to help improve workplace safety. So the secret is to marry a CEO? <laughs> yes, exactly. Secret is marry a CEO. Yeah. I've been lucky actually. I met her like close to 20 years ago now. We both went to school together. We went to University of Miami together, then we got married and we have to pretty grown kids now, eight years and 11 years. So yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah. Okay. So married to CEO, have kids together. This is, this has to be just completely fluid. No fights ever. Just super easy life, right? <laughs> and would good to work from home too, right? Like most of the time we work from home too. I like Dutchwood, I've been lucky that way that we've not had like too many fights between us, but we do have our occasional hustles. And you can probably hear her on the other room and I can, I'm talking here. So we always have that fight with working from home. I was on a call yesterday with a client and like I'm from an Indian household. So we usually cook rice and we cook it in a rice cooker and that has whistles. Like that's really loud. It's five whistles. And the first one went off and I knew that I had to mute myself somehow, right? <laughs> because there's going to be like four more after this. And like, I always go back and fight with her for things like that, but uh, we've had a pretty happy life so far. So it's been an interesting journey. That's good. What is the e-commerce business in? What kind of products? So we sell on the e-commerce side, my wife, she started it with selling patio furnitures, but now it has evolved to patio furnitures as well as custom cushions. Very cool. And so yeah. then what inspired Vision 5? So we were a consulting company for about eight years now. And during these eight years, we got a chance to work on a lot of different type of opportunities. We wanted to like hone in our talents and hone in the areas that we focus on. And a few of the projects, they started coming in computer vision space. And we got a really strong team who knows everything about computer vision. And we were looking at different use cases for computer vision. Around the same time, we were also talking to Microsoft to become SAI partner with them. SAI is a system integrator partner. And what we found was they were not really interested in having more SI partners, but they had this need that workplace safety using computer vision on Azure Marketplace is not a product that exists currently. And they recommended that we you know, look into this opportunity and we jumped on it. And I think over the last year, we've had significant traction now. The Hotels is one of the clients. Adani Group is one of our clients and we're currently negotiating with Indorama. It's an Indonesian company started by a founder who, it's like a rags to riches story, Indorama basically. It's like Warren Buffet of Indonesia. Right? So I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to meet him this September. Really excited about that, but that would be one of the big clients that we would have. But yeah, focus completely on workplace safety. So we use the CTV cameras, any surveillance cameras, then we we try to identify different type of worker behaviors. Are they wearing their helmets or not? Are there any near misses or collisions between forklifts and people? If there is a slip and fall incident or if there is a smoke or fire incident, 
any incident that the camera can detect, we can simulate those type of scenarios using vision AI. And that's what we worked on actually. So it's an exciting time. We're raising our first round right now. And that's also been a new set of challenges. But yeah, so it's a great journey so far. So are you installing cameras within these operations? And then is it monitoring and saying, oh, this, is, this could be eventually be a problem? Yeah, great question again. So we do not install cameras. Most of these facilities that we work with already have a security camera infrastructure and they don't want us to touch that. It's security related. It's a capital expense. So it's a hard market to get into to go and sell cameras there. What we sell is a service. It's like basically an edge server device that we sell that can onboard all of these cameras. Then you can run AI scenarios on them. So it's more of a software package with a hardware component associated with it that resides at the edge, but it's still 100%. No, no other equipments or sensors or any other capital investment required. So it's simple as a software update. Okay, so it's pulling in all this footage, it's analyzing it, and then it's providing some sort of insights or analytics? Yeah, exactly. So it's a video analytics platform. It can perform, provide analytics and data about are my workers wearing their helmets correctly or not? If they were not wearing, what time and place they were not wearing, what shifts are not compliant? And similarly, I mentioned about the other use cases, smoke and fire, slip and fall detection, different type of hazard warnings, near misses, ergonomics. So these are some of the initial use cases we're targeting. The companies have to love this because it's really protecting the, the people, but the workers probably aren't so happy. <laughs> Yeah, no, actually, I was at a conference at San Antonio. Great question, by the way, but <laughs> this is exactly what they feel. Anything that you add to a camera, right? So it feels like an invasion of privacy, especially union-driven companies, or they would be very hesitant to onboard a solution like this, primarily because they feel that, oh, they're going to be monitoring us. They're going to fine us if you're not wearing a helmet. Not true, right? I think this solution is more along the lines of anonymously measuring who is not wearing it. So it never tracks people's faces. It, we cannot even identify who that person was. But at the same time, yeah, that perception is there. Fighting that perception is hard. So what I've found in companies is EHS teams, which is environment, health and safety teams. They are like very eager to implement technologies like this. But if it is a union-based company or regular workers, they have always, they fight back and say, is this something that is going to be monitoring us or... How is the privacy handled? So that's one part. And the second part of your question was, I think you mentioned something about, does it go to the cloud and then we process it? Actually, all of this data completely resides on your premises. So think about it as your existing CTV system, just like an extension or an add-on to that. None of the data leaves your premises. That way, security and privacy is still conserved. But yeah, so there is always this challenge of addressing privacy. And how do we convince them that's, that's always been a challenge, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is very useful in like a construction environment or heavy machinery. Okay. We are actually talking to a few construction companies, including Larson and Turbo and a few small and medium businesses. We did a pilot with one of them. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, in construction sites, people do wear their helmets and sometimes they miss it. A lot of accidents, I don't know if you saw that recent accident from, I think it was in Manhattan, like a big crane falling off of a building. It was a scary sight to see because it started off because of a fire. The entire crane fell down. I think four or five people got injured. Luckily, nobody got hurt badly, but those things are very common in construction environment. And we have to come up with a solution like this. But construction has its own unique challenges. A, 
the cameras are mobile. Typically, they are set up on an on-demand basis, on a temporary basis, and it just takes a lot of effort to, they, they would keep changing the cameras, right? If the construction sites change or if the contractors change, they would change the cameras. So there are some other additional challenges there for which we are not targeting this market right now. There are, but it's on our roadmap. The interesting use cases are like hotels, senior living facilities. Slip and fall is a big use case for senior living facilities. Warehouses, especially warehouses nowadays where lone worker protection and protection of people who are working at nighttime is a very important aspect. I was talking to a colleague from RTD Denver and what they were saying was, uh, they have this, they could use our system in a lot of different environments, especially for suspicious activity monitoring and drug use type of monitoring because people are not feeling safe anymore to go on public transportation. So they want to change that around and especially around train stations, around bus stations, they want to enable more security and how do they deploy their resources better. So those are like some other use cases like transportation, warehousing, senior living facilities. But these are completely untapped markets. We haven't addressed it yet, primarily because we're focused on manufacturing and hotels. That's where our initial clients were. And we want to execute those successfully and then copy that success in the other industries. Yeah, this is really interesting tech. And I definitely see the use in many applications. Yeah, jumping back to having, so having a wife who's a business partner, and managing that. So what is your, what's your advice to be able to do that? It's not an easy, it's not easy to have a business partner, let alone a partner who is a business partner. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, we do have a lot of business related discussions. We go for long walks and they turn to be longer walks. And we're just talking about one or the other things. And my wife really wants to do one more business after this. She's like really excited about cold pressed oil and she wants me to start looking into it and she wants to jump on it as soon as possible. But uh, I'm like, oh yeah, we have two businesses. Let's just pull it out, <laughs> get these streamlined, get back to a normal eight hour day. And then we can think about others. Well, she is, she is very ambitious that way. She is also very organized, like a lot more organized than me. I like for today's podcast, for example, like I came to know about it and I'm not even wearing like a good shirt to sit here. So I'm just thinking about it. Like I'm always running late behind meetings, but she is much more organized than me. That helps. She is a much better leader than I am. So she can talk and make sure people work. Whereas I give like kind of high level directions and expect them to work, but she is more detailed oriented that way. But overall, have we had our disagreements? Yes. Like sometimes we do have disagreements, but typically we always, I think we have a shared goal, right? So we always seem to come to a, a single conclusion afterwards and it hasn't been that big of a challenge so far. But yeah, no, I think it's better to have your wife as a business partner than somebody else where may, maybe it is much more, you know, not as much aligned. Whereas in my case, it is our financial, personal life business life, everything is aligned. So it makes it slightly easier. That's true. There's a lot of alignment there and yeah. that, that definitely helps. And as long as you guys are good at talking through things, then yeah, yeah, that makes it work. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you about your company or just learn more, how could they do? Absolutely. So we are available online at visionify.ai and my name is Harsh Murari. I'm also available on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me. I do not use Twitter as much. I used to like it very much, but I don't use it as much anymore. But but LinkedIn is the best way to communicate. 
or my email address, which I will share after this podcast call, it would be available. So feel free to reach out to me over email as well. But yeah, definitely any workplace safety issues, or if you are thinking about anything which might be an interesting use case for us to develop, I'd definitely love to hear about that too. Right now, we are also looking for interesting use cases that our team can work and build on. Well, thank you, Harsh, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.